Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Tony Colombo and Katie Fitzpatrick here in studio with you. Man, just a whole lot going on. Got through a lot of uh, conversations in that first hour. Want to remind you that if you missed any of that or just never want to miss anything that happens here on the show, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. We put the show out every day as a podcast right after we get off the air and we put it on basically every podcast platform. So whichever one is your favorite, whichever one you use, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, many, many more. Just make sure you subscribe to Columbo and Katie so you never miss anything that happens here on the show. Like great conversations with our next guest, the Secretary of State of the State of Missouri. Jay Ashcroft is back on with us. Mr. Secretary, thanks as always for your time this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, lots going on. A lot. I, I said at the beginning of the show, it, like it was like today. It, I mean, it's almost every day now, but today is just seeming special. Like somebody dropped a, a news grenade. Like there's so much happening nationally and locally. Uh, so many stories to talk about, and uh, really appreciate you being here to. Um, Help uh, make some sense of some of them and uh, and talk about some of them uh, specifically uh, one involving you. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to read a little piece of this story from the Post-Dispatch website. So everybody don't pay for that. One. Everybody. No, sir. <laughs> everybody take that for what it's worth. Huh? Um, but uh, this is the this is the gist of the story. Quote, a public spat between two of Missouri's top Republicans spilled into a second day today as Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft defended his office against a stinging report issued by Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick said Ashcroft's March 2023 decision to leave the Electronic Registration Information Center, ERIC, will cause local election authorities to have less information to identify and correct inaccurate voter records because the office did not have a plan to replace the benefits received from membership in the coalition. Uh, and according to the Post, uh, Mr. Secretary, you claim that that report is false and could be politically motivated. Uh, is this is that a is that a legitimate summary of the true story? And uh, let us know uh, your your thoughts on on what no, is happening. It's, it's a legitimate summary. The state auditor who has no understanding of elections has never been a secretary of state has never run elections has not dealt with the eric system has not spent a year trying to change the eric system to be what they promised it would be um has no clue about eric uh eric was a system or a, a consortium that was sold as something that would help us with our voter rolls it was frankly bait and switch that you, you you join them you pay the money and then you find out they're not doing what they said they would do. Mm. I worked for over a year to reform that system with other secretaries of state. They refused to make the necessary changes. So I left. Uh, well, actually, Missouri, West Virginia, Florida left together. Uh, we've also seen Louisiana, Alabama, Texas, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. And I may have missed a couple. This has become a partisan organization that is not about election integrity. It is about being partisan with the administration of our elections. There are 23 entities still a part of it. 19 are Democrats. One of the entities is there because they're required to be there by the courts. 
I looked at what they were doing. They weren't doing what they should do. They were partisan. And I said, we will not spend tax dollars on that. And for some reason, the state auditor's mad at me for saving tax dollars from being used by a partisan organization like that. That is weird. So just it is weird because just just for some clarification, when we talk about these these the, the Eric organization and these Eric machines, is that is that every electronic voter machine that was used in the most recent presidential elections in the state of Missouri, or was, was just some of them? Like, what is that? Exactly. What, what is, is that Eric? relationship? Yeah. 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 Eric is a consortium of states that share uh, voter registration data and change of address data and um, social security death records. And it is supposed to be a way to help states to keep their voter rolls trim, to have the right data in their voter records, not to have extra voters or, or the like. That's what they advertise it. Yeah, right. That's not actually what it ends up doing. What so is what? What do they actually end up doing, in your opinion? Yeah, I think a lot of people would say they are there to inflate voter rolls, to put people on the rolls that shouldn't be there. They're not concerned about looking for people that may be registered and voting in multiple states at the same time. Um, a lot of people would say it's just a racket to inflate voter rolls, and. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're spending tax dollars on something, we need to continually be looking to see whether or not the people of Missouri are getting the right return on their tax dollars. They were not getting the right return on Eric, so I pulled Missouri out. We do have plans. We do have processes. We are still cleaning our voter rolls. We've gone from ranked 10th in the nation with our elections to the top three. The proof is in the pudding. It works, and we don't need to be wasting taxpayer money on Eric. So what is, Mr. Secretary, the next, what is the next game plan then for something like this? Because we know that right now voter integrity, voter registration, all of these things are so important, and they're important entities right now, especially with this next election coming up. What is the next natural process for something like this? Well, the next steps that I'd like to see our state make, I'd love to see our legislature uh, pass legislation that would require proof of citizenship to register and proof of citizenship to vote. It's a no-brainer that you ought to have to be a U.S. citizen to be voting in our elections in Missouri. We ought to make sure that no one can register, no one can participate unless they're a, a, a citizen, and they should have to prove it. Right now, you don't have to prove that to get registered in the state of Missouri because of the federal government. We need to stand up to the feds. We need to increase our audits. Uh, we've made paper ballots the official ballot of the state. We need to make sure that we're doing more robust audits after every election so that you can't just try to hack the tabulator. You have to hack the tabulator. You have to hack the hand count audit, and you have to hack them so that they come up with the same number or else we know what you've done. We need to increase the security of those audits. We ought to make voter registrations expire, set them up to expire related to your driver's license. Mm -hmm. So every time you renew your driver's license, you renew your voter registration. But if you move out of state, if you die, you're not going to remove your driver's license and we automatically clean those voters off the roll. You know what you're, you, you mentioned a minute ago, a lot of those things that you just said, I think a lot of voters would think are, is already happening because so many of them are common sense. Um, it, it, so it's it's very eye opening and it's very informative to, for people to realize, 
you know, just, you know, all of these things that do need to be to be cleaned up. Uh, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years on this show with you, Mr. Secretary, about, um, you, you know, making changes. And you mentioned the the, the moves that you have made and, and how Missouri has moved up that list when it comes to election integrity. Going into this election year, 2024, Will there will there be any noticeable differences for uh, voters when they go uh, to to cast their ballot? Will there be any you know uh, things that are different in you know in the voting process, or is a lot of the things that has been cleaned up sort of behind the scenes that won't be? You know? Unfortunately, we have not been able to get to the le- to get the legislature to move forward on some of these simple common sense things. Mm. Um, I am restrained by what the law says. Mm-hmm. I cannot re- require proof of citizenship to register unless the statute allows me to do that. Uh, I cannot uh, increase these, the requirements of the audits and the hand count audits unless the legislature gives me the statutory authority to do that. And unfortunately, frankly, our state Senate has been a mess. They, they, they haven't really been able to get anything of consequence done. And um, until they do, we are not going to be able to make the strides forward that we should with our election security. And, you know, I would just ask your, 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 your listeners to reach out to their state rep, their state center and say, what's going on? Why aren't we requiring proof of citizenship? Why aren't we increasing our audits and making statutorily required that they be hand counted? Why aren't we doing these things? And why are we fighting over other stuff instead of moving yeah. conservative policy? I have a lot of questions about what's going on in Jeff City right now, and we may touch on that. Uh, in, in a temper tantrum. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, before we touch on that, I, I wanted to ask you about another recent um, uh, thing that you have been fighting for when it comes to the uh, elections this year, and that is ballot language. Uh, you, very famously, you know, the, the court decision the battle that you were having about um, Missouri's abortion law and what should be written on the the ballot and there's judges that uh, have disagreed with you where are we what's the latest in 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 that process because as we as you know ballot language is so who who writes the ballot language has so much influence on the elections uh, it's a very important thing that we need to keep it's a very close horrendous. eye on yeah and what we're finding is the courts are taking all that power to themselves. Yeah. The, uh, the Secretary of State by statute is prescribed to do that, and yet the courts are willy-nilly just saying what they want, not even referring to the actual language of the underlying change, but just saying what they want, kowtowing to the special interests and the, the out-of-state billionaires and liberals that want to change our Constitution without letting us know what they're doing. We have a problem with our court system in this state. Look at look at all the initiative petitions that the court keeps standing up and saying, no, it has to get to the ballot. No, it gets to the ballot. Amendment three, a lot of people talked about whether that was constitutional or not. And they, our state court said, nope, has to go to the ballot. If you look at clean Missouri, it was our courts that said, no, that gets to go on the ballot. If you look at Medicaid expansion, our court said, nope. That's constitutional, even though a reasonable person would not have said so. We have got to stand up against the courts. And frankly, sadly, once again, we need the legislature to stand up. It is their duty. They have the power to impeach and convict judges that aren't doing their job. 
I wish they'd quit talking and start getting things done. <laughs> I think a lot of voters uh, second that emotion, Mr. Secretary. Just a couple minutes left here with uh, Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. And I got to ask you about what is happening right now in Jeff City. I know you got uh, your own battles to fight, your own <laughs> drama to deal with, and I'm sure you're glad that you're not in the middle of that. But it is ironic and sort of telling about um, the, uh, the situation within the Republican Party in the state of Missouri right now that on the same day that you have that you're in the headlines um, in in a disagreement with the Republican state auditor. Uh, we have this, this uh, at least surprising to me, um, announcement from the Senate president, Caleb Rowden, that he yep. has removed all leadership positions from Republicans in in the Senate that are a part of the brand new Missouri Freedom Caucus. Um, I know that one of your uh, gubernatorial opponents is is a part of that caucus, so I don't expect you to endorse a side. But it's this it, it's an ugly situation. I've read reports that not only did they remove them from their uh, leadership positions, but they took away their parking spots. Petty. I mean, you want to talk about petty? <laughs> I mean, it, this is like Republican on Republican crime at its finest what are your what do you make of what is uh, uh happening in jeff city right now specifically within the republican party look this is the problem with our state right now we have elected people that put an r behind their name but they don't really believe it they're not willing to do the hard work or they don't believe in actually moving forward conservative policies this is why I would unabashedly say we shouldn't promote someone that's been part of this for the last seven years. People that have proven they will not actually get conservative policies done should not be promoted. We need not just to elect Republicans, but Republicans that will return power to the people and move the conservative policies forward. I'm the only one that's running that's done that. Mr. Secretary, there has been a lot of eyes and spotlight on the Democratic Party, whether it be the federal, state or local levels. And that's because of the leadership of Joe Biden. But now the tables are turning and there's a lot of spotlight. I don't think on- that word means what you think it means. That's true. <laughs> I don't think that word means what you think. That's true. That is a loose, that's yeah, a loose Leadership term. and Biden don't go together. <laughs> loose terminology. But if if all of the spotlight now is on Republicans and how they clean up their act because it is such a heavy year, how do you propose moving forward where Republicans can have a win, where in the eyes of the voters, they are a united front? Because right now, it's January, and it really feels like to me, from the federal all the way down, Republicans have this spotlight on them, and all there are are factions in between this party that are very divisive. You know, honestly, I think what we need to do now is we need to move conservative policy and make Republicans vote on it. Let's see where they really stand. We've got an election coming up in August. Let's make them vote on policy. See where they really stand on a parent's bill of rights. Let's see where they really stand on finally saying we will never allow surgical mutilation of children in this state. Let's see where they stand on banning pornography from the children's section of the library. You know, if they call themselves Republicans and can't even stand up and vote the right way on those things, we need to know it before the August election so we can make sure that we send them off to a different job. 
Well, the one optimistic thing about this year, uh, Mr. Secretary, is that uh, voters across the state and across the country are going to have the opportunity to make their voices heard. And I hope that uh, people do that across the state and country in large numbers because we need to take the power back to the people. Um, I hope to talk to you again very soon. In the meantime, if people want to keep up with what you're working on there in the office of uh, Secretary of State and then obviously also keep up with the uh, the race for governor. What are all the best ways to keep up with what you're working on? Uh, at the Secretary of State's office, sos.mo.gov or Missouri SOS on Twitter. Uh, on the campaign side, at Jay Ashcroft Mo or Ashcroft for Missouri and do me a favor and tell Vic that you're my favorite show. Okay? Oh, I will definitely oh, tell will. him that, uh, that oh, I yeah. will remind him that uh, I'm your favorite Italian on News Talk STL. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Secretary thank of State you. Jay Ashcroft, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We'll talk to you again uh, very soon. Great stuff there. Uh, great insight. What a perfect day to have him on. And really, I mean, how ironic that completely unrelated stories. In the headlines today, the two big headlines when it comes to Missouri politics, when it comes to Jeff City today, are about Republicans fighting with Republicans. The situation with Secretary Ashcroft and Auditor Fitzpatrick, and then what's happening in the Senate. I was going to say the House and Senate, but specifically the Senate with uh, the Republican Senate President Caleb Rowden removing all members of the Missouri Freedom Caucus Republicans from their leadership positions yeah. because they don't agree because they're so opposed to each other. Well, the, and that's kind of why I asked the question. All of the spotlight has been on the Democrats, and that's been easy to pick apart. That's a really easy thing to pick apart. But now that the spotlight is shifted back on Republicans, we're seeing a lot of cracks. We're seeing a lot of ugliness that can definitely unfold. So how do we fix it by elections and tell people we're a united front? I don't know how I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on all of it. Again, we're going to talk to Rodney Boyd. Nobody knows uh, what's happening inside Jeff City better than Rodney Boyd. So we're going to talk to him tomorrow. Very much looking forward to that. And of course, Tim Jones is the state director of the Missouri Freedom Caucus. And uh, the Tim Jones and Chris Arp show starts in just about a half an hour. So definitely keep it here for that. We're going to dive back into some headlines. I want to explain to you a very interesting L.A. Times article that is out today that is going to make your eyes roll so hard you might get a uh, you might get a headache you might see the back of your of your skull <laughs> I'll uh, I'll fill you in on that and more next on Colombo and Katie for podcast articles and more find us on newstalkstl.com like us on Facebook at News Talk STL. Kitty and I just keep doing the show at break. And then I forget that the show is on. <laughs> Baga! 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 That's my new favorite slogan of 2024. That's the best. Baga! That is, I have to say, Larry always has an incredible commentary. But that was one of the best commentaries I that think one, I have heard by him. Yeah, it was that one's great. Gonna, that one's yeah, that one's gonna stay with us 
for a little while. I like it. Baga! Baga! Listen to this. The LA Times tells ex-Californians to stop insulting the state on their way out. Uh... The reason, the reason that this is important is because Gavin Newsom is probably going to be running for president, maybe this year. And, the, you know, there's been a spotlight on California because it kind of is the if you want if you want the, the current progressive Democrat party in charge of the country, this is what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. the state of California. And the excuses coming out of the state are unbelievable. Uh this is the from the LA Times quote to the people leaving California may the road rise to meet you as you seek better lives in new places now can you please extend some goodwill to those of us who remain this was one this is the editor of the LA Times uh, who wrote this he uh, asked in his piece over the weekend headlined commentary if you want to leave fine but don't insult California on the way out. He went on to describe how staggering numbers of Californians are fleeing to other states. Quote, more than 800,000 Californians moved away in 2022 and many thousands more left last year. Often the departees cash in hand from the sale of their $1 million bungalows feel the need to express disdain for their home state and even some anger too. He went on to describe a relative of his who told him about having uh, relocated to a small town in another state far away, but being warned against bringing those, quote, weird California ways to his new neighborhood, to which <laughs> to which he to which the uh, editor responds, quote, in which ways would those be? Oh, goodness. Perhaps it's our embrace of LGBTQ Californians. Or our protection of immigrant rights. Or our protection of reproductive rights. Perhaps. Then he ends with, if you must leave California for Texas, Arizona, New England, or anywhere else, don't be a person who trash talks the home of 39 million people. Yeah. Talk about the greatest straw man ever propped up. The reason people are leaving California is because they hate gay people. Yeah. Or you think that 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 literally that's his that that is his defense His all of these people are leaving and they're complaining about the way things are here in California. And what does that mean? Like the way we protect gay rights, mm, the way that we mm-mm. protect immigration rights, the way that we protect reproductive rights, like demonizing all of these people leaving as crazies, not. Not doing a true introspective of the failed policies of the leadership and the government there in California, which, again, by the way, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is still the most likely person to be Joe Biden's replacement. So all of those (laughs) California values are Are, coming to the country. If the Democrats go down that path. It's interesting to hear person, I should say, this person talk about California values and people that are leaving the the state. The reason being because this, that, and the other. Katy Perry left the state with Orlando Bloom. 
two of the biggest lefties right. I've ever heard of in my life, they left the state because they realized that some of the values they can still hold, but whenever it escalates, when and that's the issue right now with California. I'm sure many of the people that were living in California for 20 years, 10 years, 30 years and decided to leave have those values still. But the problem is the pendulum swung and it didn't swing into the center. It swung all the way to the left. And when you allow things to run rampant with no repercussion, with no with nothing to balance the other side out, then you get left with things that are going crazy, going haywire, that are completely taking over the state. And then you have to make a choice. When people are pooping outside of your home because homelessness has run rampant or kids are stepping on syringes because there's an extreme drug problem and no one can stop it, that's when you have to evaluate and say, maybe the values have gone way too far. Yeah, yeah. And this is, a this is to tie this into the main conversation that we've had throughout the show today, especially in that last segment with Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. If you missed that conversation, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because that was great stuff. The two big headlines, the two big local Missouri State headlines today are about Republicans fighting with Republicans. Jay Ashcroft and his issue that he's having with Missouri State Auditor Fitzpatrick, Scott Fitzpatrick, to statewide elected Republicans and what's happening in Jeff City, specifically in the Missouri Senate, with the Republican president of the Senate, Caleb Rowden, removing all of the Missouri Freedom Caucus members today from their leadership positions. Again, all Republicans. They have Republicans locally and nationally have a incredible opportunity right now to shine the spotlight on how yes corrupt dysfunctional divided dysfunctional dangerous the the current democratic party the progressive left that's leading that party is but all but all the headlines are in eternally internally and i'm not saying it's a bad thing because cleaning up your own house is a very it's very fine. important thing mm-hmm. but it's just it, it also, you have to keep an eye on the prize and the bigger picture. You can clean up your own house, but also, you know, don't let the spotlight drift away from all of the issues within the Democrat Party that could be brought to us here locally and across the country if if you know the elections go a, 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 a the leftward direction totally and year. i think and to that point it that is a very real thing that is happening that they're leaving california or leaving new york or leaving new hampshire or whatever whatever the case may be and they are going to the midwest they're not losing the values they're not moving and saying well this value has changed. This value has changed. They're just changing location because wherever they were living, it became too extreme. They're still the people of California, I'm sure, are still bringing maybe the Democratic way or of life that they could be moving to Missouri and having. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're switching over to be Republicans when they go to the Midwest. They're still Democrats. And that's something to be mindful about, too, when they make this move. 
Tim Jones and Chris Harp Show starts at 4 o'clock in just a few minutes, and they will pick up with all the latest information surrounding all of these stories. Uh, before we go, Katie, do you have a prediction about tonight, the New Hampshire primary? Um, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. but I think obviously, I think we both think that Trump is going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How big mm-hmm. is it? Is it closer? Is it the Nikki Haley story that she's a lot closer than polls or reports have been? Or is it going to be another big landslide victory for Iowa Trump. was 20 right yeah, 20 yeah at least oh okay let's say let's say Iowa was 25 I can't even remember that was last no week. I think it was more I think DeSantis got like 21 and Trump got between 52. 21 and 22 and he got 52 so, so it was like 30. 30 yeah I will say that Trump will win and it will be I think 20 yeah I that, think 20 the current 15, real clear 15. politics average has Trump at 55.8 and Nikki Haley at 36.5 so about 20 points I maybe in those yeah, polls. give or take yeah I think it's going to be I, I think it's going to be maybe not as big as 20 but it's definitely gonna be closer to 20 than 30 than you know than single digits oh okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah if it goes any direction I think it goes a bigger spread mm-hmm. Um, for Donald Trump. Uh, before we go, want to remind you one more time about Saturday night. I posted some pictures on my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk from our band practice the other day. It was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It like really gets like that's when it gets real. So when we're real. when we're practicing and we're performing and we're getting ready for this show again. Katie and I's band, Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine, playing this Saturday night at Westport Playhouse. And we are playing with Mark Close from KC95 and his band, Close Quarters. Also, our buddy Lenny Mink will be playing that show. And all the proceeds, tickets are only $15. Westport Playhouse is an awesome venue. This is going to be a blast. We've got great music, a lot of stuff, a lot of great sing-alongs, a lot of songs that you're going to recognize, maybe some songs that might surprise you um, from all three bands. It's just going to be a great party atmosphere and all the proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis. So, an awesome chance to mm-hmm. have a fun night, support the local music scene, support a great organization like Thrive St. Louis, and just have a party. Have fun. Night. And it's all Bring thanks friends. to uh, our, our sponsors, of course, Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros. Without uh, their support, we would not be able to um, to raise this money for Thrive St. Louis. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We hope to see you out there. You can get your tickets now at the Westport Playhouse website, westportplay.com. I have a link on my Twitter at Tony Colombo Talk. And uh, yeah, come out. I almost posted I almost posted a clip of you singing. Oh, uh, no. I, I know how you are. I know how you are. No. That all has to be very vetted and approved before anything like that gets released. Picture, fine. Yeah. Video, I don't know. Well, you get to, you'll get to see Katie singing live uh, a lot more and a lot better than me this Saturday night. Make sure you come out and join us again, uh, Westport Playhouse this Saturday night. Westportplay.com to get your tickets. All right, keep it here. Colombo and Katie back tomorrow at 2. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. In the meantime, O'Reilly report next. Then the Tim Jones and Chris. Chris Arp Show here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Miles.